All right, we're going from big tech to big space. Taylor, it's time for Secure the Bag with you, Taylor Bagley. We're chatting SpaceX. We're chatting Elon. We're chatting NASA. We're chatting the most recent space launch. I want you to go ahead and get into it. Give us your perspective on this. Yeah, so, uh, you know, back here again with another Elon Musk-centric Secure the Bag (laughs) episode. Last Um, one was critical. Last one was critical. Honestly, this one uh, also, I think, critical as well. So, uh, you know, let's see it. Yeah, there's there's definitely something to be said. But uh, SpaceX uh, last weekend uh, made a historic achievement by boarding uh, NASA astronauts, two of them, uh, Robert Benkin and uh, Douglas Hurley on the International Space Station. Um, So this is the, you know, first uh, launch of humans from a, a Earth, you know, in nine years from America, which, you know, is a, a big monumental achievement, but the first uh, ever commercial space flight. So the uh, the SpaceX Dragon capsule and Falcon 9 rocket, uh, like I said, are the first commercially developed spacecrafts to, uh, you know, achieve the milestone of a uh, launching humans into orbit and into or onto the uh, International Space Station. Uh, and like I said, this is the first time since the space shuttle program ended in 2011. Uh, so roughly 19 hours from the liftoff at the Kennedy Space Center, uh, the craft arrived at the orbiting uh, lab of the ISS about 10:16 a.m. Uh, Eastern time on Sunday. So yeah, a little bit of you know roughly 20 hours of flight time in there. Um, and then also notable within that first 10 minutes uh, of the launch, uh, the main Falcon 9 rocket booster flew back to Earth, gracefully landing on a drone ship about nine minutes or so um, after initial takeoff. And, uh, you know, that was something that was once unheard of, but, you know, it's become kind of a routine procedure there at SpaceX. Um the launch itself was originally slated for May 27th, uh, that previous Wednesday, but was uh, rescheduled due to bad weather. Um so, you know, this is a, uh, a monumental achievement, something really great for, uh, I think, the uh, just kind of general morale of, of conversation coming out of, you know, industries in general. We've had a tough 2020. Uh, we've had a, a lot of different things going on. So um, having kind of a, a, a something we can all, you know, give ourselves a little pat on the back for goes a long way, I think. Um so this particular rocket is really interesting um, because, like we said, uh, there's a ability to reuse the SpaceX rockets. They land back down onto a pad, and such reuse is a key priority of SpaceX founder and CEO and uh, secure the bag favorite Elon Musk, who uh, you know really wants to cut the cost of space flight dramatically and enough to enable a variety of ambitious exploration feats, especially the colonization of Mars, and that's according to space.com. Um, so it's a huge step in the right direction for them. And then, uh, touching back on this rocket, uh, this will not, this one particularly won't be reused and they have plans on, uh, preserving the, uh, the rocket as a historic artifact. Um, and then also notably, it's really important to keep in mind that this was a joint effort from SpaceX and NASA, um, you know, as SpaceX holds a $2.6 billion contract with NASA's commercial crew program to fly six crewed missions to the ISS and demo two, the launch that we just saw, um, is designed to validate the crew dragon capsule and the Falcon nine rocket for those future missions. Um, 
Additionally, Space.com uh, reported that the crew, Dragon Capsule, Carrion, uh, Benkin, and Hurley, named Endeavor um, after one of NASA's old space shuttle orbiters, arrived at the ISS on Sunday. Um, and Benkin and Hurley said that they will stay aboard uh, the orbiting lab for one to four months uh, as Demo 2's duration has not yet been decided. Um, so as of now, that's where we're at. We had a successful launch uh, the first time. Uh, successful commercial spacecraft uh, being launched in tandem with our, you know, uh, space agency NASA here in America, um, putting people back in space, taking a step forward. Maybe you know uh, these are the first two guys to you know kind of get out of Earth on 2020 and, and kind of see uh you know see this from a different perspective. So I think it's great. Definitely SpaceX and NASA putting in a lot of hard work and securing I think a uh, you know a monumental and historic bag. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's definitely, uh, it just feels like a piece of news that got relatively glossed over because of everything else that's going on right now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from, um, you know, uh, from protests to um, COVID, you know, like NASA and SpaceX getting a rocket up to the ISS, it was like chump change news, but it mm -hmm. is, uh, it is definitely important. Uh, you know, I... I do find it uh, cool that there is a company that was able to uh, put together a rocket and partner with NASA to get something to space. Uh, although I, you know, I do have some concerns over, you know, who really ends up paying for and benefiting from this fantastic achievement. Uh, in the past, all of our space travel has been, you know, through a, a government arm. NASA, and I know there are public-private partnerships still, like, within the history of NASA. I'm not super well-versed on them, but uh, the fact that this space launch uh, was really SpaceX's plus NASA rather than the other way around means that a lot of the wins, so, you know, getting a functioning rocket, gets to benefit uh, SpaceX, the company. Mm -hmm. uh, but the funds that go into... Uh, the research for the technology, uh, as well as a lot of the, the failed tests. So I don't know if you saw like some of the rockets blowing up mm -hmm. as they were testing to, to mm -hmm. launch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, funding for that comes through uh, tax dollars, right? So basically, the costs get socialized, but the wins uh, get privatized. And that dynamic there is something that often happens in a lot of public-private partnerships, and it doesn't get analyzed a lot, mm -hmm. because I think there is... Uh, you know, there there is some excitement over ah government and business working together. Fantastic, but uh, you know, I think it's important for businesses that pay their taxes into a community, uh, mm -hmm. for citizens that pay their taxes into a community, to know that okay, my taxes are going towards uh, funneling space travel. Great, but those tax dollars are being used for a lot of tests, a lot of tests that go awry. And then when we do get space travel, uh, you know, who ends up benefiting from it? Well, it's not necessarily that the value of that gets fed back into the community. It just stays with SpaceX. And some might say, well, hey, it was SpaceX's work that got the rocket done. They deserve uh, some benefit. Yeah, I mean, maybe if that is the partnership, um, then I think SpaceX, uh, you know, like deserves a, a, a cut but I think it's the overall dynamic of 
the costs are publicly funded, but the wins all stay privatized within one company that then gets to offer some kind of service back to a consumer rather than the value of space flight and whatever you know value comes from that being fed back into the community uh, more directly, that is a dynamic that I don't think gets unpacked or uh, criticized often enough. And I think, especially for something like space travel, um, it, it, it's kind of a unifier. A lot of people can get behind it. It doesn't really have a lot of other coded uh, issues surrounding it. Um, and, you know, there's a, a very prideful history around space travel here in the U.S. So as we look to what that next version of space travel is going to be for us, if this is the future of it, uh, you know, I think it's worthy an analysis for why, why is this the new dynamic? Who's benefiting from it? And is this the only or the correct way for this dynamic to unfold uh, you know, for the future of whatever space travel looks like for us. So that's that's my take on it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it definitely is cool to see a rocket blast back off into space. Yeah, and, and definitely. And, and to, to kind of add to what you were saying on there, because I, I think that's a, a, you know, a legitimate concern. Uh, you're right. You know, this, this does... Uh, operate you know as a privatized business you know there are investors and people who are looking to like recuperate right. uh money that, that they're putting into this uh however this does operate you know like you said in tandem with uh some governmental agencies specifically nasa and, and you know probably a, a handful of others who are involved with uh you know making these things happen but the the core of it is the fact that we don't have a uh space and any any type of um we, we do have a space program we obviously have nasa but we don't have any sort of launch programs and that has to be you know done through a private company and i think that what the idea is is to essentially work at a loss until we they get to a point where space travel is a little more commercially viable um and they're they're essentially purchasing market share on that product, you know, rather than looking to turn a profit on it um, here in the you know short term. So at, at the end of the day, I think it's really just kind of saying, can we make this happen? Can we get there? And then we'll we'll worry about how we can monetize that, you know, once we we get down the road. But um, I, I think you're totally right. I think it'll be really interesting to see the dynamics of that, how where, you know, the the weight of that that um, capital is going to eventually fall, who's going to benefit from that. And if that's going to be something that, you know, we uh, are able to, uh, you know, see see here in our lifetime, I think ideally, you know, we'll be able to see some commercial space travel um, for, you know, people maybe like you and me or, you know, maybe just the, you know, at least uh, uh, those that we see here on our, our screens. But uh, uh, regardless, um, I'm, I think it's going to be pretty fun, pretty interesting. And, and it's one of those things, like you said, yeah, there's a huge... Um, huge emphasis on on space travel here in America and I think that that idea is you know uh, really more than making a uh, at least if you know you're to believe what Elon Musk tells you he believes it's that uh, you know bigger than just making a profit but really getting humanity uh, you know outside of our little shell that we're in right now on earth and uh, you know I like to romanticize that that's <laughs> that's what we'll see from this so uh, I'll, I'll close my eyes and run with that for now <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> works for me yeah yeah so until until we start to really see what, what goes off on this but uh, yeah regardless um, you know 
a historic day. Um, I'm, you know, really excited to see that, you know, we're, we're making some moves in an area that, you know, we kind of all but forgot. Um, and, you know, even getting back to that, that ROI, it's, uh, I, I always love to, to use that, um, little Gary V, uh, anecdote, which is, you know, well, give me the ROI on your mom. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. dude. Yeah. You, you know, it's like that's still important to you. Even you know, I don't know why we always have this conversation about ROI. Like, tell me the ROI on your kids. Right. You know, like so that's that's kind of the some of the conversations that I hope that we can see maybe more businesses having. You know, maybe we are really shooting for the greater good here. Yeah, I agree. That's a great yeah. way to end it. <laughs> All right. Well, what's the ROI on doing more business casual? Low, because we've been running long. So we're going <laughs> to wrap up. Taylor Bagley, thank you for another segment of Secure the Bag. And folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Business Casual, your B2B morning radio show brought to you by MarketScale. Again, we have our own channel now. Exciting. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Look up Business Casual by MarketScale. And we're not going to be re-uploading old episodes. There's too much to re-upload, so we're starting fresh. So, folks, make sure you subscribe. You're going to be getting... Oh, my God, I'm, like, burping so much, dude. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. This Whataburger is, like, exploding out oh, of me. Oh, no. Holy fuck. Okay. <clears throat> Jesus. I'm just going to try that whole outro again. This sucks. Mm. <coughs> okay. Ooh. All right, out of my system. Let's try that again. Everyone, thank you again for listening to another episode of Business Casual, your B2B morning radio show brought to you by MarketScale. And I just want to remind everyone, we finally have our own channel on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to your podcast content. We're there business casual by market scale uh, when you go make sure you subscribe make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content we're going to be posting full episodes as well as snippets so you can get all of the banter or if you just want to get the meat we're cutting the meat off the bones it's going to be some delicious barbecue on business casual so folks thank you again for listening i'm daniel litwin the voice of b2b joined once again by tyler kern and taylor bagley and we'll catch you next time taylor any final words for the audience? Um, you know, everybody, just want you to know that we love you. Stay safe. Keep each other safe. Love each other. And, uh, yeah, I think I think hopefully that says what we all need to hear. There we go. Ending in solidarity. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Taylor Bagley, thanks again. And, everyone, thank you for listening to Business Casual. We'll catch you next time. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.